feels a lot like the end So used to losing You're afraid to try again Right now all you see are ashes Where there was a flame The truth is that you're not forgotten Cause grace knows your name And God's not done with you even when you're broken, hard and your wounds and your scars. You. Even when you're lost and it's hard and you're falling apart. It's not over, it's only begun. So don't hide, don't run. Cause God's not done with you. You don't notice until you're standing in the dark And there's a strength that's growing inside your shattered heart oh, oh, oh. Even with your broken heart and your wounds and your scars Even when you're lost and it's hard and you're falling apart it's not over, it's only begun So don't hide, don't run Cause God's not done with you With you He's gonna finish what he started He's got a plan, this is part of it He's gonna finish what he started Cause he's not done God's not done writing your story No, he's not done God's not done with you It's not over, it's only begun So don't hide, don't run Cause God's not done with you Jamie, what, what a blessing it is to have you here and, and, and to sing that song. I, I really believe that song is meant for somebody today, that God's not done writing your story. Because all this month we're thinking about the, the topic of resilience. Uh, resilience is such an important thing in life, your ability to bounce back and in all kinds of situations. And I, I know as a, a musician, an artist, I mean, it requires a lot of resilience. Can you, you tell about one of those moments for you, Jamie? Definitely, definitely. You know, Pastor, 
in, in the music business, there's a saying that says, you're only as big as your last record. And, and people are so quick to, to just put labels on you. And I, I know that's in my business, and I know that's also in life. You know, but for my group, All For One and I, we're celebrating our 25th anniversary this year. Well, that's great, and All For One. Thank you. But the road hasn't been easy, you know? And, and the thing is, we've always worked quite a bit overseas, all the way from beginning to now, but working here at home in the U.S., you know, it had slowed down quite a bit. And I remember God had just put it on my heart. We had released an album in 2015. It was our 20th anniversary album. And um, or, he had put it on my heart that he was gonna open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing upon us. And, and not only did he do that, but it was much bigger than anything I could have ever dreamt of. Like, we got this tour called I Love the 90s, and we went from just doing a couple dates a year, or not a year, but a couple dates here and there, to doing over 100 dates a year. Wow. And, and that was, for me, one of the, the things I was able to say to the rest of the guys, this is God right here. This is Amen. not anything that we've done. We've been singing the same all these years. This is nothing yeah. that we've done. Amen, amen. That's what you call bouncing back. And, and I, I want to, Jamie, you and I just to pray over the folks at Cathedral and just speak that resilience over them that God's not finished writing their story. Heavenly Father, thank you for Jamie and his friendship. Lord, thank you for the journey that we've been on together all these years. And we just link our faith together and we speak blessing over the family here at Cathedral of Faith. God, we, we pray that that word that you're not finished writing their story would take hold of their hearts today and that they are on their way to bouncing back. Whatever kind of setback they've had, God, you will help them by your grace to make a comeback that is greater than they could ever ask or imagine because that's the kind of God you are. You are the God of the comeback and we give you honor and glory and praise today in Jesus' name, for Jesus' glory, all God's people said amen. amen and amen. Would you let Jamie know one more time how much you appreciate him being with us. Thank you, Jamie. Man, love you, buddy. Thank you. And I got to say, before I do anything else, thank you. Thank you to our staff and thank you to the Cathedral family for making this by far the best birthday gift I have ever received. Thank you, you are the greatest church family in all the world. It is such a privilege to serve you as pastor and I know I'm getting a little bit older but I found this one picture that I really liked and if we can bring that picture up, I found it, it talked about I'm not getting old I call it outliving the warranty, amen. Don't call it getting old. And we are talking about being resilient and bouncing back, even when you're 60, the ability to bounce back. In fact, I like to give you a big idea for the weekend if the tech team can come out here. I wanna, how about a big hand for our tech team? They do such a great job every week. Now, here's the big idea of the weekend. If you've lost your spring, today is the day. I heard somebody say, uh-oh. 
Kurt, is our insurance paid up? Yeah. If you've lost your spring, today is the day God wants to give you your bounce back. Can somebody say amen to that? Amen. In fact, I'm going to invite you, wherever you're at, if you'd stand with me, I'd like to read this scripture together and fill this place with the word of God. Everybody, read this scripture with me. It says, do not gloat over me, my enemy. Though I have fallen, I will rise. Though I sit in darkness, the Lord will be my light. Can we give God praise for his word? Amen. Thank you, God. God is the God of a comeback. And if you lost your spring, you will bounce back. In fact, all week long, you have people speaking negativity over your life. When you come to the Cathedral of Faith, I want people to speak words of faith over your life. So how about if we take just a moment, look at two or three people around you and tell them, you will bounce back. Go ahead. You will bounce back. God is the God of a comeback. And you will bounce back. You will bounce back. I will bounce back. Say that with me. I will bounce back. Now the bounce back story we look at today is a man in the Bible who had lost his spring. His name is Moses. Now one time in his life, Moses had a spring in his step. He was ready to spring into action. He sprung into action to free his people from slavery. But that was a long time ago, 40 years ago. And for the last 40 years, he has been watching sheep, tending sheep, counting sheep. One, two, three, four, five. Have you ever been there? Every day, same old, same old. One, two, three, four, five. He had lost his spring. And then God shows up. God shows up in a burning bush. The bush is on fire, but it's not consumed. God knows how to get your attention. Can somebody say amen to that? And now that God has his attention, well, watch what we read about in Exodus chapter 3. It says, there the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire from the middle of a bush. Moses stared in amazement. Though the bush was engulfed in flames, it didn't burn up. God gets his attention because he's getting ready to give him back his bounce. And I want to make a suggestion to you. It's just a suggestion. But what if you came here to worship God today, but God came to church to get your attention so that you can have your own 
burning bush experience. That God wants to, by the fire of his presence, fire up your spirit so that you can get passion back in your life, a spring back in your life. That God wants to put the bounce back in you. I will bounce back. Say that with me. I will bounce back. I want you to own that today as we follow the journey of Moses getting his bounce back. You find that there are four questions Moses asked. We're going to look at three of them and then the four I will put on our social media platform this week. But the first three questions, let's look at them together. The first one has to do with who am I? I. Who am I? God says to Moses, now that he has his attention, I have certainly seen the oppression of my people in Egypt. I have heard their cries of distress because of their harsh slave drivers. Yes, I am aware of their suffering, so I have come down to rescue them. Can you imagine what that sounded like to Moses? Moses had seen the suffering for himself. Moses had seen the injustice for himself. In fact, Moses, one day, he killed a bully who was beating up one of the slaves. And now when he hears that God himself is going to come down and rescue the people, That's awesome. And then God continues. God says this. I'm sorry. Yeah, God says this. Can we bring up that next scripture? There we go. There we go. I want you to bring the Israelites out of Egypt. I want you. Say that with me. I want you. Wait a second, God. Didn't you just say that you were going to come down? And now you're saying, I want you. And here we find a clue to how God changes the world. God comes down when we step up. Let me say that again. God comes down when we step up. That's how God changes the world. Amen. Let's give God praise. You are God's answer to change the world. And when God says this to Moses, Moses is just, he's overwhelmed. And he says this, he says, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh? Who am I that I should bring the Israelites out of Egypt? He feels inadequate. And don't we all at some point, we get in a situation and we feel inadequate that we don't have what it takes. Now, in a sense, Moses was the one person in the entire planet who was qualified to go up and carry out this mission because he was the only Hebrew that had grown up in the king of Egypt's household. But when God answers Moses' question, who am I, God doesn't talk about his qualifications. Instead, God talks about his presence. 
Look at what God says. God said, I will be with you. Say that with me. I will be with you. Moses says, who am I? And God says, I will be with you. Ultimately, Moses, what matters most is not who you are. What matters most is whose you are. You belong to God. And if God is with you and God is for you, you may feel like you're inadequate, but God is more than adequate. You may feel you don't have what it takes, but God has what it takes. And with you and God as a team, you really are invincible. I was reminded of the power of team. Recently, I had the chance to go with my grandkids to Disneyland. Now, I was only there for one day, but it took me a week to recover. (laughs) In that one day, we walked 14 miles. That's half a marathon. It took me a week to recover, but man, I'm a big kid at heart, and I just had a blast, as you can tell from this ride. I was having an absolute blast. And my oldest grandson, he's nine years old, and this year he wanted to go on all the big boy rides. And he said he wanted to go in them, but he had, he was excited, and he was nervous at the same time. In fact, he was more nervous than he was excited. But here's the thing that I think helped him get over the hump. It's this picture right here. Can you see it? There's his hand, and there's my hand, and together we were invincible. Bring it on. And that right there, that right there, friend, if this weekend you're feeling inadequate, you would like to bounce back. You really would. You're hearing all about it this month, but as you look at your life, you feel that you don't have what it takes. I'd like to bounce back in my marriage or in my career or in my finances, in my ministry. I'd like to bounce back, but I just feel so inadequate. The best thing you can do is take your hand and put it into the hand of God. And as a team, you and God are invincible. Let's give God praise, amen. You and God are invincible. Let that get in your spirit. The Apostle Paul wrote, not that we are adequate in ourselves to consider anything as coming from ourselves, but our adequacy is from where? God. Where's our adequacy from? God. And if God is with us, God wants to give you your bounce back today. Can you see yourself bouncing back? I will bounce back. Say that with me. I will bounce back. Now, the first question Moses says is, who am I? The next question Moses asks is, who are you? Moses says this in Exodus chapter 3. He says, suppose I go to the, can we bring that up? There we go. Exodus chapter 3. Suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, what is his name? 
then what shall I tell them? Now, when God asks about the name, or when Moses asks about the name of God, he's really asking about the nature of God. God, what are you like? Because God reveals his nature through his name. And it seems to me the most important thing, everybody lock in on this, the most important thing you will ever, well, the most important thing in your life is your vision of God, what you think about God. Because that vision of God will determine everything else in your life, the way that you live. If your God is too small, what it does is it puts a lid on this jar. I read years ago where they, they did an experiment. They put a bunch of fleas in a jar and they put a lid on the jar and then the fleas, they tried to jump out of the jar. And they kept boom, 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 hitting the top of the jar. Well, this went on for some time and then they took the lid off the top of the jar and here's what they found. The fleas stopped trying to jump out of the jar they would jump this high. Even though they could jump out, they wouldn't jump out. There was an invisible lid that contained them. And what I've seen happen is this. When my vision of God is too small, I get stuck in the jar. There's an invisible lid on my life. Even though I could jump out and jump higher, my vision of God keeps me right here. I don't believe for the impossible because my God is too small. But here at Cathedral of Faith, we believe that anything is possible because we serve an amazing God. Amen? We serve a God of the impossible. And God gives Moses a name that blows the lid right off of the jar. Are you ready for this? God says to Moses, what is my name? I am who I am. This is what you were to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. I am. Say that with me. I am. Now, when you first say it, let's be honest. We're scratching our heads thinking, what does that mean? And then it hits us. Everything that I need to bounce back, God says to us, I am. If you need guidance, I am the light. If you need strength, I am the vine. If you need protection, I am the good shepherd. If, well, can I really have a fresh start? I am the bright and morning star. My, my dreams are dead and buried, but I am the resurrection and the life. Ken, I don't think I can finish what I've started. I am the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. Hallelujah. Whatever you need to bounce back, God says to you, I am. I am. I don't know, can I need resources to bounce back? God says, I am Jehovah Jireh, the one who sees ahead and provides. I'm going to need some healing to bounce back. God says, I am Jehovah Rapha. I am the Lord who is your healer. 
I'm going to need some victories to bounce back. God said, I am Jehovah Nisi. I am the victory banner over you. Everything you need in your life to bounce back. Today, God says to you, I am. Can we give God praise? Let that blow the lid off of the jar. I'm getting out of that jar today. Amen. My vision of God. It's just got expanded. I will bounce back. Say it with me. I will bounce back. I want that to get in your spirit. If you've lost your spring today, see yourself getting your bounce back. In fact, I saw this little girl who got her spring back and she was able to bounce. Well, watch the screens and you can see it for yourself. <laughs> yeah <laughs> see that's how it feels when you spring up and God's given us our bounce back today I will bounce back now in the story of Moses that brings us Moses said who am I then he said who are you and then he says but what about them Look at what Moses says to God now. What if they do not believe me or listen to me and say, the Lord did not appear to you? Was Moses having a flashback? There's something called the Zygarnik effect. And psychologists say that your brain remembers failure way more than it remembers success. What happens is something like this. When you have a success, your brain takes that success, puts it in a folder, and tucks it away in a drawer. But when you fail, it's unresolved. And it keeps racing over and over and over again in your mind. It can be 40 years later and that failure seems like yesterday, still racing. Is that what happened to Moses? Because 40 years earlier, he tried to step up and lead his people out of slavery. But nobody rallied around him. You're not a leader if nobody's following. And have you ever had a memory that was so painful? Think about this. It was so painful that the idea of experiencing that pain again, I don't even want to try. And it takes away your spring. 
when I was in college, going into my senior year, boy, that was a long time ago. <laughs> my best friend in college, he was going to be the dorm director. And he said, hey, why don't you be the spiritual director of the whole dorm? You and I would make a great team and we, we could really change the nature of the dorm. And he said, go ahead and, and put your app in, but it'll be a slam dunk. I'm going to recommend you. You're studying for ministry. You grew up in ministry. Your family is friends with the president of the university. This thing is a slam dunk, so go ahead and do the app, but we'll go ahead and start planning. And we did. We started thinking about all that we would do in changing the spiritual climate of the dormitory. And then I got my typed letter. You remember typewriters, anybody? So I got a typed letter from the chaplain's department that said, thank you for applying, but we didn't choose you. Denied. Can you believe that? Are you kidding me? Now, looking back on that moment, it seems so trivial. But when you're in the moment, anybody know what I'm talking about? Whatever age you're at, when you're in that moment, whew, man, I was disappointed. I was embarrassed. It was so painful in a moment like that. If I would have let that failure scar me, it marked me. But if I would have let it scar me, it could have taken me down a whole different path. Maybe I'm in the wrong field. Maybe I need to rethink the direction of my life. I don't want to experience this kind of rejection in ministry again. That's not for me. And I would have missed out on my future. But thanks be to God, I had an amazing dad, a resilient dad. And my dad had taught me that failure is not final. It's not fun, but it is not final. And by the grace of God, I bounced back and continued my studies and overcame the disappointment. And I have had the wonderful privilege. It's been the greatest privilege in the world serving as a pastor here of the Cathedral of Faith for over 38 years. Can we give God praise? What an amazing privilege, God. I'm so grateful. And to see what God has done here at Cathedral. Uh, we live in the most secular area in the entire country. And yet for the last 14 years, God has raised up the cathedral as one of the top 100 churches in the country as a lighthouse to the Bay Area. To God be the glory. It's amazing. It's a miracle what God has done in this place. Thank you, God. And here's what I want to say to you. Don't let the pain 
of your failure keep you from taking hold of your tomorrows. Some of you experienced the pain of a failed relationship, and that hurts. Or the pain of a bankruptcy, that hurts. Or the pain of a a startup that didn't make it, that hurts. But don't let that pain keep you from being resilient because God has a future for you. You're not finished. You are just getting started. Let's give praise to God, amen. I want you to own that for yourself today. Thank you, God. When you take what you have and you put it in God's hands. See, Moses asked a question, what about them? And God answers Moses' question with a question. Sometimes God will do that to you. You ask a question, and then God asks you a question. He says, God, what about them? And, and, And God says, Moses, what is in your hand? And he said, all that's in my hand is a wooden staff. But when he took that wooden staff and put it in the hands of God, it would one day part the Red Sea. When you take what you have and offer it to God. I'm just a regular guy. I, I didn't make honor roll. Wasn't a prodigy child. I grew up right down the street, going to the public schools right around here. My brother will tell you that all I am is a floppy foreman. I really am. (laughs) I'm just a regular guy. But what I've learned is when you take what you have, whatever you have, and you put it in the hands of God, even if it's just a stick, one day that stick can part the Red Sea. Never underestimate what God can do when you put what you have in the hands of God. Your strengths and your weaknesses, I will bounce back. Say it with me, I will bounce back. We had a chance to talk to the, a pitcher for the Oakland A's. He's their star pitcher. They're in a pennant race, but he carved out some time for us. He'd love to come in the future and be with us here in person. But this year he was an all-star and he, well, he's winning awards and breaking records. But in order to get to this position, he had to be resilient. And listen to how his wife and his faith helped him to bounce back from failure in his career. And as you hear his story, think about your own story, how God is wanting you to bounce back today. My name's Liam Hendricks. I currently play for the Oakland Athletics. I've uh, been around for a little bit. Came over to the States. Uh, I'm Australian, so I came over to America in 2007. And uh, yeah, I've been pretty much playing baseball ever since. Came over in 07 with the Twins and then um, spent some years in the minor leagues and bounced around a little bit. But uh, this is my fourth consecutive season with the A's now, so it's uh, it's been a ride, that's for sure. 
I'm a pretty easy, laid back kind of guy, relatively Australian, as you could say. But um, for me, it's just I'm going out there. It's trying to get loose. I don't worry about who's coming up. I don't worry about anything like that. Once I get hot and once I get like ready to go, I'll I'll look at my scattering ports just to see who's coming up, what I can do against them, what I'm going to have success with. And that's been the biggest thing for me is making sure that I know what I'm going to have success with rather than what I can picture them hitting off me. So it's just that kind of positive mindset and going out there and making sure that uh, no matter what I do, I'm going to pitch to my strengths. And if they're going to beat me, they're going to beat me with my number one pitch. I wasn't expecting to be optioned down. I was like, okay, I've had two bad ones, but like they see something in me, I'm, they'll give me another chance and I'll go back out there and I'll prove what I can do. Didn't work out that way, got sent down to AAA and it was definitely a shock. Like I, it, it hit the ego pretty hard. Like I just assumed that I was gonna be up and it's just, uh, it was necessary to kind of realign what I'm doing and the way I live my life. But uh, they called a couple guys up in the same position that ahead of me that I had been doing better than in AAA. And that was the moment then where I was like, okay, look, obviously I'm not doing something right. Obviously they need, they're either trying to send me a message or they see something that I need to work on. And it kind of, uh, it was a lot of uh, kind of thinking about my own personal stuff, what I'm being able to do and uh, yeah, getting back on track. And luckily I've got a wife who is huge for me at the rock and she's not the, uh, the coddle type. She's going to tell me if I'm doing something stupid, she's going to, wear me out a little bit, which for me, I need. I need someone to kind of rebound and it's uh, it's not always what I want to hear at the time and sometimes I don't take it well, but once I actually have a moment to quiet, like sit down quietly and, and think about what has been said to me, it, it, it really affects me. Like so there's certain times where she's just been able to just get me through things and there's certain times where I've been able to get her through things, but she's, she's by far and away the most important person in my career. Not only for the on-field stuff, not only for the off-field stuff, but just spiritually everything it's it's all on her i mean she's uh she's been able to get me on the right track and and looking in the right direction which is up i think the biggest thing for me in my my kind of uh relationship with christ is anything that negatively happens there's always a silver line there's always something whether it be okay I'm being tested. This is the this is the time to show my my resiliency and my faith. This is the time to show my utmost adoration for everything that's going on in my life. Like it may not be going in the right direction, but there's a reason for it. Everything has a reason. Everything happens for a reason. And as soon as you find that reason, it's just it's you look back and it like okay, it was like, it may have felt like the end of the world in that moment. But as soon as you get through it, and as soon as you find that th that trigger that gets you through everything, you look back. It's like that. That was barely a speed bump in my in my career, in my relationship with the Lord. The, at the end of the day, baseball is a fleeting moment for me. Like it's, you look at it, the, the oldest guys that have played it get to maybe 45. And that's on the very, very utmost end. So I'm not looking to be around in the game forever, but my relationship with my wife, my relationship with the Lord, and my relationship with myself is, that's gonna be, a, that's a forever thing. And I need to make sure that, that all three of those things come first. For me, I know that I do my best work while my back's against the wall. So whether it be someone negatively thinking about me, negatively talking about me to anybody else, I know that when my back's against the wall, that's where I come out and that's where my true colors shine. Amen. Well, that's a powerful bounce back story. I, I wanna pray with you, bow your heads for just a moment.
If you would say, Pastor Ken, today I need to take the first step and I need to become a follower of Jesus. I've never surrendered my life to Jesus. That's the first step to bouncing back. And if that's a decision you're making today, just lift up your hand real high. Is there anybody that'd say, Pastor Ken, I want to surrender my life to Jesus today. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. The Bible says, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, that Jesus is Lord and God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Now, are there others? Let me ask everyone, if, if you're facing a challenge, you've had some kind of setback and you need to bounce back, that you're making the declaration today, even if it's just getting your passion back for life. But that's where you're at and this is your faith declaration, that I'm coming back. By the grace of God, I will bounce back. Just lift up your hand real high and see, that's my declaration today, Pastor Ken. That's, that's me. I own that today. Father, you see our hearts. You see our hands. God, I pray that the spirit of resilience would begin to rise up in this place today. And that, Lord, because of you, we would know that you are with us. You, you are the great I am. And that, Father, no matter what kind of pain we've had on the past, we're not going to let it ruin our tomorrows. We stand up, we rise up today. In Jesus' name, all God's people said, amen. Let's give God praise, amen. Hallelujah. In fact, I'm gonna ask you to stand with me and join me in what is a faith declaration. All of these are truths that are found in the Word of God. They're truths about you. If you're a, a follower of Jesus, this is true about you. So would you declare this with me today? Everyone say it. I am a child of God. I am a masterpiece. I am chosen. I am known. I am steady. I'm not alone. I am fierce in confidence. I am called and equipped. I am strong. I am fearless. I am secure. I am not shaken. I am more than a conqueror. I am named by God and not labeled by man. Amen and amen and amen. Own that today. Amen. Hallelujah.